correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. radiocom Welcome to Me and Steve Talk RPG, the podcast where me and my friend Steve try and help you get the most out of your role-playing game experience. Welcome back to the Good Ship Star, where we have been playing Woven Lazarus. Uh, Captain, as much as I hate to disagree with you, I don't think we bought that device. Steve, playing Bottom B Combo Badge. Well, we've got to get through, otherwise we won't make it there. Tina says it's important we get it there this time. And y'all know him, Hagen, playing slow. But I'm here now. Shine on, Star. Um... When we last left the crew, Retro Star, um, you guys had just completed a, a job for a, a smuggler. Um, you got paid and actually managed to keep the goods uh, after some very tense negotiations. And you are now on your way back to your main hub station, which I did not write down anywhere. Um And so we open as we do, or as we plan to in most episodes. Yes, question. Question. Uh, was was my uh, drawing of my sidearm, and th- was that my one-time use of my... Did you fire it? No. Okay. <laughs> it's Chekhov's MacGuffin now. Okay, it's Chekhov's MacGuffin. All right. <laughs> Are you... Are, are you guys familiar with the Chekhov's gun theory? Okay. Yes, but it's been a while, and I... yeah, I'm I'm a little bit hazy on it, but I've heard it. If if there is a gun on screen, expect it to be used. In the in the first act, it is seen. By the third yes. act, it should have been used. Yes. It's uh, so... all in the concept of foreshadowing. Yes, Chekhov's MacGuffin. Um, you can call the episode that. If you oh, want. I thought it was a Star Trek reference. I didn't put that together. <laughs> uh, anyways, so we open as we do most episodes, or we're planning on most episodes, on the deck of the Retro Star. Um, there are maybe ten people milling around on the deck, including but not limited to. Um, uh, Worven and Slug. Um, Slug is harassing various uh, people working. As you can tell, they're getting very annoyed with them. And um, Worven, you are you are just sort of type like tip tapping at a at a console as somebody feeds you numbers. Um, the sliding doors open and in walks Barnaby. 
Um, you walk in, you take a seat at the console, and on your screen, again, that same uh, black and green uh, monochrome screen pops up with an incoming message as a as a woman's voice very robotic comes across incoming message almost speak and spell style well are we ready this time so you don't yell at me like last time guys i'm not detecting any ships on my defense scanners very good So I'll hit the button and hail incoming communication. As you do that, a logo um, for the Intergalactic Federation of Police come on the screen. And two uh, be-mustached men sit in front of you in glorious black and green um, stating that the ship Retro Star is a wanted vessel for smuggling and transport of illicit items. Uh, this is nonsense. This is a pleasure vessel. There's a want for its capture and arrest of anyone on board of two million credit. And as they say that, we crash cut to the disco intro that is Retro Star, uh, sort of setting up the drama for the episode. We see all of our characters come dancing across the screen. Um, so who's all on the bridge for this scene? Currently, um, currently we have just, so you three are the main cast. Uh, no one else has been named as far as NPCs. If you start naming people, I can, I can tell you, you know, if you're saying, I want to talk to Jones in navigations. Okay. Jones now has a name gladly um but as per most of those shows a lot of those guys just didn't get names they just were referred to as the navigations officer or the you know intern Guy number two Galaxy quest right what's Guy. my last name i never got a last name <laughs> exactly um, looks like in in early tng if they suddenly had a name you knew they were going to die right right Red coke syndrome if they're in a red coat, you're going to die on the away mission to set the difficulty level. Which didn't work always on TNG because uh, the card wore red. Right. Well, in TNG, they started using Worf, this like uber-powerful warrior who always got beat up all the time because if someone could beat him up, then you knew they were really powerful and bad. <clears throat> and 
And also, I didn't, I forgot to define for this episode, um, the special effects budget is standard, so that means that you each get, um, is it 12? So you each get um, four points for special effects. Okay, I was going to ask you if that reset, actually. It does. So each each session, each episode, um, depending on the budget of that episode, sets the budget of the special effects. With this being the first, um, part two of the first episode will carry through. You still have the 12 points for that first episode. Um, as we come back from commercial break and credits, um, there is a uh, message coming across the intercom of the Retrostar. It is uh, Miss uh, Tina. Miss Tina. Tina. That is it. It is Miss Tina requesting the company of Barnaby, Warven, and Slug in her personal chambers. Urgh. Ooh. All right. Well, at this point, so, uh, go ahead, Captain. So the cops ahead. are on the screen saying, "Hey, we're arresting you," and people are getting uh, buzzed to go. So to some, this woman's the our boss's office. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I think at this point, Cumberbatch is is frantically making gestures at someone to shut off the intercom slash, you know, uh, yeah, I think, you know, shut off the intercom and like, let her know we'll take care of that in a minute. Um, So you signal over to, um you've been referring to on set as clumsy Fred. <laughs> uh, he is an extra. He tends to um, drop the ball in most cases. And you see him just, just flail his way over to a, to a, um, one of the props on the deck and start just whacking away at buttons. Um, as a matter of fact, you hear one of the, one of the prop buttons just sort of let out a nice crunch as if it was broken. <laughs> um, and and the director indicates that'll do for uh, shutting off the intercom with the intergalactic police department. <laughs> um, and I think at this point he also kind of looks back to the the screen and goes, "Well, officers, I it seems that." We're having trouble, and he's at this point just pounding on the console around where this thing is. <laughs> <laughs> Effectively, no, like trying to j- make it not work right. Give me a um, give me a drama check. Okay. As if this goes well, it goes well hilariously, and if it doesn't, it goes horribly wrong. 
Okay, so I don't think this 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 doesn't get to chewing the scene scenery just yet. I don't no, think you don't get. I I would say probably not the extra. So just three days. Yes. Oh, oh, that was enough. <laughs> it works wonderfully. The screen starts glitching. And yep. So, and, and also because it's because it's about 1977, 78, um, the screen doesn't just start glitching. You just start getting these waves in the screen for scan lines and it very slowly collapses. Go, rrr, rrr. Yeah. Um, and on set, um, one of the prop guys' lights or starts a small fog machine to release smoke from behind the screen. Captain, uh, I don't think that the screen's supposed to do that. That's what I needed it to do. Uh, Captain, my fix it later. My scans are indicating that they are charging weapons. I'm going to, and uh, I stand up and I kind of hit this very dramatic pose. I think we should go to Uber Alert. <laughs> as you say that, um, we just zoom very uncomfortably into your face and um, lighting changes in the background. Everything goes sort of red. Um, and I think like, because I'm wearing like this very bad plastic, you know, like cap thing. Because you're in, you so can close. see it start to lift a little. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's hot. Yep. I'm sweaty. It's peeling. Little hairs are like tufting out. And, yep, yep. You know, our 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 financing budget. I had to do it myself. You, we don't have a you makeup won't see staff it anymore. You won't see it when it aired in '77, but you will see it in the HD remaster, like 30 years later. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And so, like, I do that, like, squint, and then I turn to look right into the camera. Better make it uber, uber alert. Convention maneuvers. Slug, hit that uh, cloaker thingy thingy. Hit the cloaker thingy thing. <laughs> and, um... You got it, Captain. With that how, again, how do that? How do they show that happening on the screen? Our ship is floating by wires. You hear hit that cokey thingy thingy. How do they portray this on camera? I so, want to know how this happens. So it's quite simple. Um, rather than having some fancy effect where, say, you swirled, you know, glitter and water to try and make it look like um, you're teleporting someone, we just remove the model of the ship retro star from the backdrop and then reshoot the scene editing the two together to make it though as the retro star just disappeared there has to be really hard smash cut like it's there like some things like move and shift in the background but then Mm -hmm. the ship is gone (laughs) yeah there has to be those little bloopy noises yeah there's a there's a a, just a plop just a (laughs) <laughs> um, so we didn't get like the Wayne's World no no uh, yeah. so you are now cloaked and that fire has been put out um, do you head to Miss Tina's I think we set course for somewhere 
somewhere. I like we have a safe haven. I feel like there's a place we can go. Okay. Um, and then, yes. Is there something say, nearby we can hide behind? Well, there... Um, Let's make for There home was place. an asteroid belt that you traveled through to get to your location. Yeah. And you sort cool. of indicate that maybe we could hide the ship on one of the asteroids. Yes, that sounds wonderful. That's what I was just thinking. Um, so we we cut to the ship sitting on a big fake foam robber rock. Um and like the police ships you can see like in the background kind of like Yeah, we could see them sort of zip past. <laughs> it's sort of like half faded out in the shot because it's cloaked. Mm-hmm. And like you know where we are is like really up close to the camera, so it's like really big, and and they're just like in the far ground. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'd probably be left in charge of the bridge, and I wasn't asked to go to the meeting, right? I she went out with us. I believe oh, sorry. you were requested. I, I sorry, I couldn't. I missed if my na- if my character was asked. Yes. Yeah, um. Yes, all she right. requested all three of the main characters. Um, so as you're walking, so we cut to a scene of you three uh, walking in, in sort of a V formation down the hallway. Everyone else be damned. Uh, <laughs> and um, the hallways are decently wide, but not wide enough to fit three people in a V formation. And oh, other the captain people. is striding confidently down the center of it. Correct. Um, as well, captain, dodging behind the captain to avoid people that are going to walk into him because they don't yeah. care about the fifteen-year-old kid. As captain is walking past his chambers, um, we hear, and the captain hears again that come from sort of behind his door. Did you hear that slug? Hear what, Kevin? Everyone else would have heard it, but if slug plays dumb, that's fine. <laughs> I heard something from my quarters. We need to check this out. And so he'll stride over and... Captain, perhaps it's another one of your many guests that you have over, despite security protocols. I'm I'm tapping on like a clipboard that's been like modified to kind of look fancy, and it's kind of like. No, I haven't done that for at least several days now. Uh, according to my records, um, your most recent guest might actually still be on ship, uh, per my records, actually. I don't think so, but anyway. So he walks over and hits the button and, you know, the door slides to the side or however they work, but there's the whooshy air. Correct. The door, um, as to not incur the wrath of Star Trek, the door just drops straight down into the floor um, rather than moving off to one side or another. Maybe it Did swings open, disconnected. and like you can kind of see a string tied to it, pulling it open. You know, since our budget's very low, I like it dropping down. I never. Really I, do, I like that too. Down. 
What does your room look like? And then like? a new door comes from above. <laughs> I think it's it's um very what do you want to say? Looks expensive, but probably isn't like you know, lots of glitter vinyl and um you know, probably assorted knickknacks laying around right. kind of unkept and, but, uh, and smack dab in the middle of it is that wooden crate that we had seen previously in the hold I thought we dropped that off didn't we give it to like people in a station no that... you didn't you, you did not give it to them you kept it Oh, I thought we delivered it. Yeah, we just got I thought paid. we wheeled it out. What? No. What was um, on the thing that I gave him? I had a dolly. I, we gave him something. I believe. I thought so because negotiations went sour. I thought you guys took the item and the money. <laughs> oh no! I I thought we just got paid and we gave them their item. So I'm I gonna. Mean, I'm we gonna didn't explicitly of... say that, so I'm okay. If, like, Lug accidentally just dragged this thing back to the ship of us. <laughs> I'm just gonna do a little retcon of Slug actually just drug this thing back to the ship. He left them an empty crate and drug this one, or left this one on the ship by accident. Oh, so that like guy's a fast six now. switch. <laughs> yeah. So you basically just robbed that guy. <laughs> Didn't we drop that crate off at or wherever that was we were just at? <laughs> well, I definitely gave him a crate. I know that much. Slug, you have to give the customers their merchandise. I did. Miss Tina I mean, depends on our trying. business. So, um, as you two are standing there bickering, we get a long shot of that crate as it begins to shake and sort of rock up onto one side and then the other, like, back and forth. That is not normal behavior. I scanned this crate earlier and there was nothing in it. It is a completely normal space crate, completely safe from a security perspective. Well, let's just check this out. And I think he reaches over, and for some unknown reason, he has this gaudily painted space crowbar mm -hmm. among his knickknacks. It's very glittery. <laughs> it's like chrome, <laughs> like purple tips on it. And so he's trying, as this thing's shaking, to, to kind of half hold it still and wedge the thing in to like give me, side open. Give me an adventure. Um just because if you slip you could hit yourself with it, and that might be funny. Okay. Hardland steps backwards. <laughs> Does tough as nails apply? Sure. Sure. So, I'll give oh you tough God. as nails. So it's 46. Ooh, eight. Eight. 
Which yeah, is... um, I'll say with an eight, you can manage to. Sort that sounds of like get succeed it. and seed control. Yeah, with an eight, you can manage to get the crate popped open, and when you do, um, you can feel the budget for the episode gets sucked out of the room as there is just a, for you, the actors, there is just a blue sheet inside of this crate on some fishing line. But for the audience watching at home, there is a swirling vortex inside of this crate. Oh, wow. Take a step back with a overly shocked face. In the swirling vortex, um, a uh, small person sort of climbs out and stands up, and it is a um, little person actor. Stands up and goes, Hello. Uh, thank you for saving me from the swirling whirlpool. Who are you, and why are you in my quarters? I am Xanthar from Xanthar. I got stuck in that wormhole during travel. Okay. I'm going to lean over, kind of like tap Captain on the shoulder and like kind of tug, slug around the face us. I kind of see, like, the camera kind of, like, swinging around to, like, focus in on us to have, like, one of those quick, like, lean-in conversations mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, they sometimes mm-hmm. do. Um, Captain, uh, I am not aware of people traveling by wormholes. Is this something you've run into, or maybe you, Slug? I know you've only been alive for 15 years, but, you know, <laughs> is this something you've seen before? I'm very emphasizing the age. I know you've only been alive for 50 years, you old bugger. <laughs> you just look older because that is what your species looks like when they're really young. <laughs> what is this backstage <laughs> drama you two got? You got some kind of argument over coffee earlier. And you're just being a douche to it. You left a slug in my drink earlier or something. <laughs> Lieutenant Warvin, it's not the years, it's the mileage. And no, I've I've never seen. The, I almost like break character, before, but I'm really happy that there's somebody on this ship that I'm taller than. Finally, yes, they are shorter character than breaks you. character. I'm laughing a little bit, like I have like that clipboard. I'm kind of like hiding my face just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> you just can't take that, <laughs> right? So, uh, um. Is, has anyone here traveled by wormhole before? This seems very weird to me. No, and but all of a sudden Xanthar sort of pops up in the little circle and goes, Um, my people travel by wormhole. Uh, well, we... that fits with what science officer uh, Smith told us a couple of days ago. We uh uh invented wormhole travel and um I was working on an engine in one of Xanthar's ships, 
and fell into this particular wormhole and have been circling for the past five millennia. Well, damn. So... All right. Did we help you Slug get pull, pulls back out a little, the wormhole? Note, a little notepad and a pen and, and makes a check mark and says, well, that's one thing off my list. I met someone who traveled by wormhole. Um, Almost have bingo. If I can travel with uh, you, we might be able to get back to uh, Xanthar or Xanthar ship. Uh, but... Um, I can set up the wormhole so that you would have wormhole travel. That could be Captain, useful. I think we need to. I think we need to take him to see Miss Tina. I agree. Come with Thank us, Xanthar. And Captain brushes his hair and strides out. <laughs> and the follow four me. Of you. The four of you head to Miss Tina's as we have an ominous shot of the wormhole. Now we're in a diamond formation. <laughs> <laughs> um, you arrive at the only door that is not standard. Um, all of the doors that we've walked past have all been, you know, standard, just gray doors with the name of the person that exists on in that room on them or the name of whatever's behind it. This one is um, bedazzled and bright pink, purple, um, with gold filigree all over it. Um, and as you arrive, the, the door automatically lowers, and we hear Miss Tina from the other side. Well, hello there. Hello, we have some, uh, well, interesting developments, but I think I it would could say we do help our cause. Um, I think I've saluted in some like really weird way. No, child, uh, drop that. <laughs> thank you, ma'am. Sorry, I don't know why Miss Tina's played by Dolly Parton this week, but I, I guess she is. I mean, <laughs> she started off with Obi Wan Kenobi, so I'm already liking her. <laughs> So, <clears throat> this would be uh, Xanthar, who um, well, came out of a wormhole in my quarter somehow. Well, yes, child. I wanted to talk to you about that. I got a call from our buyer says you pulled a gun on him and robbed him. No, he tried to rob us. I simply insisted on us getting paid. As to how the crate ended up in my quarters, I still don't know. I definitely give him a crate. And we just see her hand reach out through the door and like ruffle Slug's hair. <laughs> that little scamp. Well, hello, Xanthar. Nice to meet you. And he just sort of, hello, I'm Xanthar from Xanthar. Also, uh, Miss Tina, you should be aware that 
apparently uh, the Intergalactic Federation of Police is on to us, and, uh, well, they've put a pretty significant bounty on our ship. Oh, dear. Well, I better make a phone call. But in the meantime, why don't we get our new friend here, Xanthos, set up with a nice cabin? And uh, I understand your people, Xanthos, you can make... uh, Wormhole or faster than light travel happen? So yes, that is correct. With my wormhole, I can set it up in your your engine room. So do we need to put the crate that we got you out of there? Yes, please. Just be very careful with it. Do not fall inside as you will swirl for eternity. So still kind of like a rigid military pusher. Uh, and I, I hold up my fancy clipboard. Uh, very good, ma'am. Um, I will assign uh, two of my best security guards to handle this transfer. And we have the perfect quarters. We'll put them up in the semi-ambassador rooms. Love with you. Keep Fred away from that. Ah, good call, Captain. See, this is why you're the captain, because you are the smartest on the boat. Boom. <laughs> and there's like some jangle as it looks like I've sent off that data. Okay. And um, she goes, well, um, Barnaby. Yes? Did we get paid from that last job? We indeed did, ma'am. And Wonderful. We will just say we burnt that buyer and we will never sell to them again. Well, if you tried to hold us up when we delivered the goods, I think it's best to Probably not deal with him again. Very good, child. We'll be on your way, Xanthar. Have a good day. And the rest of you, keep my ship in one piece. But of course. Of course, ma'am. I salute again. It is, after all, my prime directive here on this ship. And I hit another kind of very stoic pose. Also, Barnaby... We will be picking up a case or 12 of ale from Spaceport 13. We need to deliver that across to Spaceport 12. The fastest route for that is the intergalactic highway system. Very good. Would it not be instead to use one of these wormholes that we potentially can now navigate? Possibly. Uh... But once that is installed, please inform the crew. Uh, If that is the case, then the intergalactic interstate system is not necessary. And I would like to say, if we are wanted by the space police, we ought to uh, lie low a little bit. I may have something we can do. Okay. Yeah, two well, million is a pretty significant bounty. As long as you have a plan that does not include my ship ending up in an impound lot and me ending up in jail, I do not care. Oh no, we we won't have that happen. And she just, <clears throat> all right, sugar plums, have a good one. And the door goes zoop back up and closes. <laughs> 
I salute the closed door. And I feel like this might be a fade to black moment because we haven't yes. had a commercial break yet. Yeah, we'll go ahead and fade yeah. to black and have a commercial break. Oh. I love the whole she's never actually on the screen thing. <laughs> I'm just waiting for her to start singing on our directions to us. <laughs> Don't. You can hold your breath all you want on that one. It ain't happening. (laughs) (laughs) Don't challenge me. (laughs) Boss, why why are you singing your directions at us? We're we're filming right now. You you can't break this character. Oh. Oh. So we open back up on um, Xanthar, actually, and uh, one of the interns, Xanthar getting settled into his cabin, and then the intern showing him where the engine room is. And we see Xanthar sort of do a couple little tinkery things, and we cut back to the bridge. And as we cut back to the bridge, we see all three of you back on the bridge. What are you doing? Or who is doing what, I should say. I think I've uh, gone over to Lieutenant Worvin. Like, okay, so what's the status of Xanthar and this worm thing? Um, How soon does he expect it to be operational and how dependable is it? Well, sir, I have been able to grant him uh, moderate level clearance, so he's able to access most of our subsystems, and I currently have him working with uh, Brainiac McEngineer, um, and they are currently working on doing a miniaturized mock-up for one of our shuttles so that we can test it before we implement it on the full engine of this ship, the Retrostar. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I forgot of, the name of the ship for a hot second. I was like, this ship. Um, and I've uh, noted that our head engineer's name is Brainiac McEngineer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm never going to talk about him ever again because I won't remember it now that I'm committed to it. Hey, I was thinking earlier when we were talking about navigation and stuff and wondering who else was on board. Um, what if we have a different pilot every week? Uh, love it. <laughs> or it's the same person playing the role, but we have a different name for him every episode. Right. <laughs> so, so, um, I got a name for the next time it comes up. Okay. Sort As of you, a go ahead and see. Question Do we have like a, you know, like call it a shuttle small landing craft that we use for things or do we dock the big boat all the time? Well, I could tell you, um, you have a special effects budget. Hmm. Now a shuttle will cost two special effects points. But you can make it happen. Okay. Would that be like for, so to speak, permanency of the shuttle or is it just for the episode at least? 
Um, it would be just for the episode, but we could use it as permanency by just reusing clips. <laughs> okay, well, so what I'm thinking is um, well, the two things. What, how far apart are Spaceports 12 and 13? Or is that code that we use to to denote where places are for us. They're one um, apart. <laughs> they oh, are okay. the they they are the distance. Um it would be the equivalent of traveling from I don't know, say Georgia to Texas. Hmm. Time or distance? Let, let, let me rephrase the question then. Is it a shuttle length trip or is this a get the this stuff is, big boat tr- length trip? This is a big boat length trip. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and the only reason it's a big boat length trip is because of the amount of product that needs to be moved. Okay. Got it. So we need to get the stuff picked up. You could launch the shuttle to use as interception for the big boat. Okay. As you do have a long way to go and a short time, short to, get time there. to get there. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to avoid overt references, even though I knew you had some inspiration. Um, <clears throat> I watched a couple movies over the weekend. I'm sorry. Uh, no, because I was what I was thinking is that Captain Cumberbatch has some old acquaintances that he was going to call to um, maybe see if uh, they couldn't provide some distraction. Okay. All right. But uh, go ahead. No, that's that's where I was at. I'm just trying to figure out how to work it in. Well, uh, by the sounds of it, the plan right now from from uh, Warven was to get the shuttle um, wormhole equipped <laughs> to avoid having having to travel the highway. Um, point of clarity, what I was trying to say is since we don't know if this is going to work I don't want to blow up our big ship if it fails okay Right. so um, all our stuff is here (laughs) as you guys are sort of as you're milling around making a plan to get the items um a man, tall, skinny man, in a blue suit comes, or blue uniform comes walking in. Um, Captain, uh, Lieutenant Woven, I am Brainiac McEngineer. Yes. Maybe Scottish also. I would like to report that the shuttle has been equipped. Very good. Um, it is ready for testing. 
Well, what do you say, Lieutenant? Do we commence pickup operations while they're testing? Aye, aye, Captain. All right. I, I think we can do both at the same time. Slug, make sure everything is stowed appropriately. And I was thinking that Slug might be the appropriate test pilot. Well, I was going to say, uh, as you suggest Slug, Fred steps up and goes, uh, Captain, I can help with the shuttle. I mean, Sylvain has been showing me a little bit on how to pilot the ship. So I could try. Um, Fred, wasn't there a spill in quarter 17 that needed cleaned up? Was, and he like runs out of the room. <laughs> Don't want him anywhere near us testing things or the cargo. All right, so Slug, you're going to test the sh help test the shuttle. That means, all right, I'll supervise the cargo loading myself. And he storms out of the bridge. So we cut to Slug uh, putting on sort of a, a very bulky space, space suit. Um, big bulbous helmet and... Xanthar is running you through. Okay, all you have to do is make sure you input the destination and your leaving point will be input automatically. But do not input your destination as your leaving point. Understood? Don't go where you already are. Got it. Correct. And so we cut to the inside, a very cramped interior shot of you in this small shuttle flipping switches um, as the interior shakes and bounces all around. Um, we cut to a little exterior shot of the shuttle just sort of flying through space very roughly. Um, and... You let me know whenever you want to make the jump there, Slug. Uh, I think I'm ready. Okay. Go ahead and give me an adventure check. Ooh. All right. I've got a one, and that says three dice. Correct. If it's a positive one, it is three dice. Ten. Ten. Nice. So yeah. you do, yes. Um, you do successfully uh, uh, jump, and we see this sort of swirling vortex open uh, in front of the ship. You enter into it, and a short time later, we see that same swirling vortex open again and the ship exits um, sort of the distance of our television screens. <laughs> I think we're here. Um, 
So you swing it back around and we cut to the interior of the retro star. Um, as soon as you say, I think we're here, we get a little fade to black, go to commercial, press toothpaste, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, we go back to the ship and we bring you back on board. Um, our main three cast, well, you other two are, are waiting in the land, in the docking bay for him as he arrives. Um, Xanthar reports that uh, the uh, uh, space shuttle test has been successful. I still can do what I do. Um, Perfect. We will begin modifications of the primary drive core. Okay. And he just sort of quietly goes away and starts tinkering. Question. Yes. So, is the shuttle, are they de-equipping the shuttle with that technology for that? Yes. Okay. They're de-equipping the shuttle and equipping the spaceship for that. We can't have it on both places? Correct. Because he, um, we only have the one wormhole. <laughs> oh, all right. Then I wouldn't make that decision. I apologize. That would have been a captain decision. <clears throat> so as, as we, you know, have confirmed the test, going to pull well, Lieutenant Warvin aside. Lieutenant, question for you. Can't put the cargo in the shuttle, but um, well, we we have the technology operational on the shuttle, so maybe we could use that technology in the shuttle to distract any of the police that might be. Uh, should we? have to interact with them. Captain, I, I do believe that Slug actually um, borrowed a pieces of equipment that we may be able to mask the shuttle with our drive core signature uh, to make it seem like our ship has flown through an area where it's actually the shuttle doing it. That's brilliant! And I'll need uh, one special effects point spent from you there, Ben. What am I down? Another one from me? Was I the two for the shuttle also? I put. I took the two for the shuttle. Oh, okay. At least, I mean, I was just. I was just clarifying. I want to make sure I hadn't missed that the shuttle was mine. Nope. I mean, it was just sitting there in the last spaceport and looking very unused. Nobody was around. <laughs> Slug, I don't like it when you take my stuff, but I do appreciate it when you take other people's very fancy stuff. You're welcome. Uh, so with that, we're going to go ahead and cut to you guys arriving at Space Station, Spaceport 13. All right. Um... 
I think there's been like an, another commercial, but like around the commercial, we see Fred getting into like the shuttle and like just like disappearing to go off and distract people. Or okay. who would we want to send on it? Who don't we like on the ship? Who's the klutzy one that we that, had earlier? That's Fred. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Fred. That's why I chose Fred. Um, as you arrive at the space station, there are, um, what we would assume to be space police everywhere, uh, wandering around, looking, checking various ships going, I can, they're, they're, and, and they're all in a huff Their Their sensors are indicating that the ship is here somewhere. As you dock the retro star in one of the uh, loading bays, Fred, go get six cases of Melurons. And he takes a dolly and runs off the ship and starts. We see him come back and he's loading them sort of one case at a time. Each case fills a dolly. And, um, I'm envisioning him dumping a case at some point and causing havoc thus. Yes, yes. As he dumps one of those cases on the ground. Yeah. Love the reference. As he dumps one of the cases on the ground, um, two of the police turn and look at him and start approaching. He's like, what? I, I," And you see them just sort of pick him up and haul him off. And there goes Fred for the episode. <laughs> but that distracted them while we got our other stuff loaded in. Correct. Um, as you take off it, airspace, I mean, we have um, we have a little bit of money, so we're spending a little bit of money on these ships and models, uh, all hanging on on string just around you. We're indicating that you're flying by. We can see that there's multiple police interceptors just sort of flanking your ship. Uh, we cut to the interior, the, the, um, comms bay of, or, well, the, the, um, bridge of the retro star where again, you get a hailing message. Um, captain, if you answer that message, I'm assuming. Yes. The answer the message be intentionally slightly off to the side. Okay. Like, so he's only uh, half in the, the, out, in the screen. I, we answer of audio only. Audio only. Okay. Okay. Um, he's still off to the side. Just because. On the screen, we can see like a triangle with a little exclamation mark in the middle of it. And underneath is the words just audio only. Um, and we hear uh, two or one police officer. Thank you for visiting Spaceport 13. Enjoy your journeys and travels. And it goes away, and you guys are now traveling the inter the interstellar highway. When do you launch the shuttle? <laughs> so we've picked up the goods. We're now going to deliver the goods. Correct. Understand correctly? Okay. Yep. Oh, we lost Fred. Who's going to do the shuttle flying? Well, um, Captain, it, it seems that 
they weren't able to identify us, I don't know if we need to send the shuttle out. I think we uh, hold on to it until we need to use it. You know, best not to play the cards until you need them. So uh, um, as you say that, we sort of cut to the exterior of the retro star again. Um, this time with two interstellar police flanking and we see um, large red and blue lights flashing on the top of their ships. Um, inside, it, we just hear a mechanical voice. You are being pulled over. Please stop your vessel. You are being pulled over. Please stop your vessel. Looks like now. Pulled over where? That was you say, Yes. I, as you say, I, looks like now. Um, we cut to Xanthar inside of the little um, shuttle just zip out of the front of the retro star and we see the two police go around the retro star and start chasing the shuttle and then we see that familiar um, portal open on one side the shuttle goes inside the portal the police then follow also inside the portal and they are gone well, they have disappeared answered our question of who's going to fly the shuttle all engines full. And you guys begin to travel again. Um, Implementing masking protocol alpha. Hopefully this will help keep us from being identified by other police craft. Give me a quick uh, drama check. You're talking to me? Yes. Okay. What's quiet on set going to be? I don't I'm not sure how that will come into play. Um that would be if you're really acting and trying to sell something that would be more like a persuasion type ability. Okay. Uh, I would let you, you know what? I'll let you use that here. I don't I I'm I don't need to use it here. Okay. Nope. Because uh, it's a negative one. <laughs> it does not help me. Um, so, but if you want me to use it, then... I mean, I you have... still you still rolled a nine. Uh, I haven't... No, my drama is a negative one. So I rolled an eight, and then I have a negative one to quiet on set. So I would be looking at a seven. Yeah, oh, it doesn't yeah. change the result. Oh, I'm still midline. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, see. so I'm gonna negative reach out. Negative one is you add together the two lowest. Right. So I reach out and like I flip a switch, but the the switch is gonna like just kind of like flip off and like have this really loud snap. Um, and so I kind of like have to scramble a little bit to make it look like it's supposed to do that. And I'm like doing you know like that Millennium Falcon console type thing. Right. And so, did you choose to fail that, or were you... Oh, isn't it like it's a not a great success? Um, 
so a seven to nine, the player has a choice. Uh, oh my bad. I'm fail sorry. and maintain fail and maintain control of their character, or succeed and cede control of their character. Hold on, it might be. The um. Thing. So. Oh wait. I, I, it, uh, yeah. No, you're you're right. Um, I don't care. Uh, do you have like a fun place to go? Um. Well, I I mean either way, I I look at it as the thing's gonna work because you did roll. You did roll that success. If you want to fail at flipping the switch and somebody else comes over and flips it for you, we can do that. You like fail to flip the switch and somebody just reaches. We just see a hand from off screen just clunk and like it raises your hand slightly. And it's a like another, like, I don't know, you take your pick. Uh, female officer, male officer, either way. And there's like a love, like a gaze shared between you two. Fred messed up my controls earlier. I, I swear it's Fred. It's not me. I, I never get performance anxiety. Um, it can be an androgynous appearing character in like a really like awkward outfit. Like it, it's fair. unclear how they can move, let alone breathe in this like weird contraption. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> Do we want a name? I barely can remember the names I've come up with. You're more than welcome to name this individual, but I'm just going to acknowledge I'm ha- I'm going to start having trouble referring to people. Okay, that's fine. We can name I, it I Pat don't... since it's androgynous. So yeah, I've um did so I look around the bridge. Did Xanthar say where he was going? And you're met with a bunch of head shaking and uh, no no captain. Well, let's proceed on our course with all expediency. And so he gets a you, real thoughtful look and starts chewing on his toothpick. You guys begin to travel down the way and and um with much with much you know time with a little bit of time that passes another commercial break we arrive at Spaceport 12 uh this happening hopping place it appears there's some sort of something going on. Uh, you manage to find the docking bays. Um, you arrive, you open the doors, they unload the cargo. Um, Captain, you meet up with one of the people from the area. Oh, you really saved us on this one. Well, here's the extra we promised Miss Tina. You tell her we said hello. Gladly. <laughs> Let and us know uh, if you ever need any other help. With that, I have all currently named ship members in the chatter. Perfect. I have them in my notes as well. <laughs> uh, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Um, with that all being said, um, 
you unload the stuff, go back into the ship. Uh, we cut to the captain in those same super short shorts that he was in earlier in his leisure wear. Um, speaking with Miss Tina, as she goes, well, Chad, you got a little bit of time you can spend on some, you know, extra activities. So feel free to check out Spaceport 12. I hear they have quite a few amenities. I'll do that. Any leads on any more work yet? Not at this time. Where did that nice man Xanthar go? I don't rightly know, but he seems to have made off with the shuttle, which, well, served our purpose, but damn it, it took our shuttle, too. And we cut to a card that just says, somewhere in space. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, the we see that familiar whoop, open up, and uh, two of the intergalactic police arrive through that wormhole. And no Xanthar. Oh. The plot thing. Mm-hmm. Point of clarity, no shuttle and no Xanthar? Or just like... No shuttle and no Xanthar. Oh. So All right. Dump them in space somewhere. Well, we maybe just lost a shuttle. Um, and or with that... Wow. With that, we're going to go ahead and roll credits, but we will tease the next episode. So we'll have a little bit extra. So I've, I've been thinking about how I want to do this, and I, I think what will happen is we'll play the main episode, and then we'll do a teaser for the next episode. Hmm. Um, and the teaser for the next episode does not have to play out at all like the next episode actually happens. <laughs> Um, so like you see a scene in the trailer and then it's not in the movie right exactly Um, so we cut to the you know cut to the next time on Retro Star Um, we see the captain sort of on the bridge he's he's looking very concerned and pushing buttons and we see Warvin on the bridge and he's writing things down in his clipboard and um, he just says um we we see the the side door open up and it says a very special guest um and we see uh I'm trying to think who Burt Reynolds come walking through <laughs> the doors of the retro star um, we need to have Ricardo Montalbano on one of these episodes yes 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 Ricardo Montalbano Ricardo Montalbano yes Fantasy Island also played Khan yes Oh, very a new con. I didn't know the other one. Fantasy Island is the plane, the plane. That was anyways. Idea. Yes, that's a that's a good one. Anyways, uh, <laughs> he comes in and goes retro star in his very Burt Reynolds style. And while Steve is while uh, Captain. Uh, is busy uh, hitting all the buttons frantically. Um, I'm down in front of the console, and I said, about, Captain, I got a slug! Because I hadn't got the catchphrase in there. 
I think I look up at at, at Reynolds. Jerry, where you been? And we'll say that you two sort of do that like hand grasp embrace type thing. Yeah, exactly. Do. Um, and uh, we cut to just next episode guest starring Burt Reynolds. Uh, the continued adventures of Retro Star and and um. Now we actually start to roll credits and and Burt Reynolds as Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't come up with a good name. And... Better than mine. I'm just gonna put it out there. You know, <laughs> I can remember Jerry. At least he's. I'm not trying to pick on you, but at least it's not Bar- Brainiac McEngine here. <laughs> that was funny as heck, though. It was. I was like, what's a stereotypical I, I, like engineering name? I was like, something brainy, and I was like, I can't finish this. <laughs> uh, I should I should have called him Snowman. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, after that, Jeopardy, we get a little, we get a little bit of, we get one more clip, and it is Xanthar arriving. Um, we see the portal open up and Xanthar's ship comes out and there's just this sprawling space station in front of him that we don't recognize. Oh, We cut to the inside of the ship and Xanthar just goes, I'm home. Oh. Home at last. And A third smash scene after the end of the nope, show? Nope, that's it. That is okay. the end of this episode. All um, right. I know it was short, sweet, and to the point again, but I like keeping Intro and outro music by the band 12 Noon. You can email us at meandsteverpg at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and RPGs. Find us on Facebook at meandsteverpgpodcast. On Discord at meandsteverpgs. And as always, all of these links are in the show notes. Thank you, and be kind to one another. How much for the cigar? Cigar, 20 bucks, dog. You got to go down the street to the store and buy that.